I am here with the fantastic Teal Wicks, and we have so many things to talk about, from Wicked to Finding Neverland to a couple online polls that you won that I don't know if you remember, so I'm excited to talk about them. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. I, you know, it's the, the holidays and getting cold outside, so I'm just, um, like, kind of embracing the holidays and trying to get festive and kind of what's happening right now. And you're a West Coast girl, so this cold must be awful. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I've been in New York home for like 10 years, so I, I've, I've, I'm used to it. And I really like the seasons. I like the change of the seasons. I get really excited when, um, you know, the leaves turn and then they fall off and then there's snow and then plants emerge and then it's summer and it starts all over again. So it's, it's good. I also like, I also like snow, so I don't have to shovel it, so I'm good. Right. I've seen, that's what my thing was, is I love snow and I love leaves, but when the leaves fall from the tree, somebody has to remove them and somebody has to move the snow yeah. and it's usually <laughs> me, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. It's not as much yeah. fun. Uh, living in the city, um, I I don't do any of that. <laughs> you just have to be careful not to, like, face plant. Yeah. My gosh, I know. That's the thing. That's, I mean, so far, so far this winter, I mean, it still feels like it's, like, fall just ended. It's been very mild, but, man, when it starts getting slushy and wet and frozen, it, it's really dangerous. And you know, in New York, nobody's going to pick you up. You're going to have to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. People just be like, excuse me, I'm all in my way. I'm step over you. <laughs> uh, like, no worries. I'm just struggling. That's great. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Fine. You don't need to, you know. No big deal. Or call the ambulance. I'll just, I'll slide my way there. I'll call. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what does your career look like right now? What are you working on? Um, my, <laughs> my career right now is um, it's that, that very interesting, very, um, very emotional high and low of in-between gigs. So it's, it's super exciting. I have, I'm not sure what I'm doing next. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, maybe I can do that. Maybe who knows? And things that I thought maybe were going to happen that didn't happen. So it's very, it's it's a very interesting time. But it is also it's also kind of nice to not have a job during the holidays, just in the sense that I can enjoy the holidays, right? Spend time with friends and family who who aren't in the biz because right. you know they have. That, you know, their schedule is completely different from ours. So it's, uh, 
that's good. So I'm trying to enjoy that and not, you know, be too worried, not be too stressed about, like, all right, what's next? Right. My hair, yeah. As actors, as soon as one show's done, you're like, I'm never going to work again. What am I doing? Who am I? Do I need to change my life path? <laughs> that's funny. So where, where did you go to college? Um, I went to college in California uh, at UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. It's down in Southern California. Um, yeah, I went there. That's exciting. And so when did you move to New York? I moved to New York, I moved to New York when I graduated. I, I, I spent the summer like uh, kind of doing random jobs and saving up money and figuring out getting stuff organized uh, to make the big move to New York. And then, yeah, I moved out in the fall after I graduated and don't want to say, I don't want to show my age, but I mean, I've been here for, it's been 10 years, so. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I think I know it because it's on Wikipedia, but you know, I, Wikipedia is never right, so. I know, that's true. I know. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to hide it. You know, somebody will know. But yeah, so that's, yeah, I did the big bad move to the, or what? The big bad city. Um, I moved with my, with, one of my best friends from college and my boyfriend, the three of us moved here together and basically like couch hopped for a month and a half trying to find an apartment. And then we found an apartment and all moved in together. Oh, wow. That's so fun. Yeah. I know. It was really interesting. Um, and now she, and she met a New Yorker and she's married and has a baby here and I'm still living with my boyfriend in basically the same new, in the, on the same block I with the same block from my very first apartment. That's so cool. Yeah, that usually doesn't happen. People usually move around all over the place, but we sort of stayed in the same area. I don't really know why. It's just, price <laughs> is right. We never left. That's fair. That's fair. So, what was your first New York City audition? Oh, oh my God. I don't, I don't know if I, hmm. That's going back a ways. Um, I do remember, well, I don't remember. Because when I was in college, we had a, there was a program where we came to New York for a a month, like, or five weeks, maybe four or five weeks, and studied and took classes, and it sort of just Broadway, or not Broadway, I mean, well, Broadway hopeful intensive, but like a New York sort of just intensive to be like immersed in the city and we were encouraged to go on auditions. And I remember when I, like when I was in New York on that program, I remember auditioning for Rent. I don't even know what it was. I don't know. It was probably one of the national tours, probably like one of the non-equity national tours. And I remember getting in line with all the people like around the block and doing a massive cattle call for rent. It was so, it was so interesting. It was so funny. But then I think when I first moved to New York, I remember doing the big, uh, I don't even know if they exist anymore. It was basically all of the, like, summer stock regional theaters all had this one giant audition where you, you sang, you know, 16 bars is like a minute and a half, like a minute 
monologue, and then you look at the list to see which theaters would like you to come to the little rooms that they're in and audition or read sides or do whatever. Um, I don't remember what they're called. I remember that was a very, very, very interesting experience. <laughs> that's so that's so weird but cool all at the same yeah. time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, like, I, I had a bag full of, I had my dance shoes, I had a leotard, I had tap shoes. I can't really tap, but I had them anyways just in case <laughs> they wanted to see what I could do. It was so fun. And it was somewhere downtown near City Hall, probably somewhere near, like, Pace, maybe it was at Pace University. And you, we basically, like, auditioned in sort of little auditorium where the theater was, and then all of the Oh, yeah, I guess it was Pace. All of the classrooms at all of the different theaters had their callbacks <laughs> or whatever. Huh. It was so funny. I don't know if they do that anymore. That was back in the days. That's so interesting. I'm going to have to find out and let you know. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to find out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, how long after you started the audition track did you book your first show or first professional gig? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I... I was very lucky because um, I, I, when I was in New York, I my first job I was working at a a theater. I was working at the Little Schubert Theater on Theater Row as an usher, um, and some family friends somehow knew the the house manager, and the house manager actually runs a, a very small theater company here in New York called Godlight Theater Company. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and basically, almost all of the ushers and people that were working at the theater were fellow actors and were in and out of um, of his theater company that he had. And so they, this is sort of a bit of a long story, but basically, they were doing a production of Fahrenheit 451 uh, at at the 59 East 59th Street Theater and they're like the tiny little theater that they have. Oh, yes. And, and they, before they were doing, basically they were doing like readings of the script, trying to put together their script and they asked me to read in it and I did and then they were like, hey, you should actually do this production and I was like, this is amazing. My first New York show and it's a play and it's, oh my gosh, it's so cool. And, so we did that, and I got a call when we were doing the production, and I don't think we, I don't, I don't remember. It was basically, you know, off, 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 Broadway, like non-union and all that stuff. But it was really fun. It was really cool. And basically, I got a call to come in. I don't even know how. Somebody somehow got my number, a casting agent. And called me and asked me to come in and audition for Pippin at a Good Speed Opera House. Mm-hmm. And it was because the director of Pippin, Gabriel Berry, he was friends with one of my cast members in the Fahrenheit 451, and he saw me and he wanted me to come in and audition for the role of uh, Catherine. Oh, wow. And Pippin. And yeah, so it was very, it was all, I was like, yeah, sweet, let's do it. Um, and I auditioned, and I, and I got it, and that was liter- and that was my very first. It was my first paying gig ever. Um, I got my equity card, and because Good Speed, it was 
it was their summer production, and then they were sending it on a six month tour afterwards. So, oh wow, it was all it was like all the first steps in one gig. That's so awesome. It was yeah, and I got my agents from that, and and changed my hair color. <laughs> <laughs> I was no longer like California blonde. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not the California blonde girl that that. You know, I thought I was. I'm something else. I'm more serious, more interesting. Um, yeah. So it was Tiffany Christie. That was my very first. That's so very cool. First gig. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. I'm still friends with everybody in the cast. That's so great. We try to get together like once a year. It's really fun. Theater brings people together. I'm telling you, it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, what was your first Broadway show? Oh. That I, that I was in? Yes. <laughs> uh, Wicked. It was Wicked. <laughs> I made my Broadway debut as Elphaba, so, you know. Just really, really eased in there. Oh, my really, gosh. Just baby, baby. You know, I'm glad you started with Rodgers and Hammerstein, really. It's... <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So... Then I, I'll ask one of our listener questions because she found out I was interviewing you and lost her mind a little bit. Um, you were her name is Katie, and you were her first alphabet. And she wanted to know it's kind of a two parter. After Wicked, did you feel like you needed to top it with another big role? Oh, kind of, yeah. And I mean, and I don't, and I don't think I have. I haven't really had a role that has been, you know, sort of the equivalent as far as, you know, size and, and the journey and the emotional commitment and vocal commitment. And I haven't had that role yet, but I, I did. When I, when I finished, when I was done with Wicked, because I did it in three different companies. Uh, the Broadway company was the last one that I... That I was that I did, and when I left the Broadway company, I it was such an amazing group. I just I left on such a high note that I felt like I had you know closed the chapter of Elphaba in my life. I was like I've had Elphaba in my life for like three years. It's been great and so hard, and I've had all the feelings while doing it. And I was like I think I'm I think I'm good. I think I've discovered everything I can about us. Um, so yeah, I was, and I definitely felt that I needed, I wanted to do something else to then also be like, and I do other things other than be painted green and fly and sing really high belting notes. Um, there's definitely, yeah, I try to do that. And I don't know if I, I mean, I have done other shows and other great roles and smaller and smaller shows that aren't as big or haven't had the, you know, haven't had the acclaim as Wicked, but were very different just in the process, like very different shows in general and everything. And it's, it's been nice because then you, after you do Elphaba for a really long time, you kind of feel like you need to stretch all the other muscles, all the other vocal acting, physical muscles. Um, so it was definitely, oh, not to be cliche, but you know, you kind of really wanted to like completely shed the green skin, like right. really shred it, really just shed it and be like, all right, I 
here I am coming back to me, coming back to you. This is me, the actor, and here's all the other things I can do. That's crazy. Now, <laughs> was it difficult finding work after Wicked? Mm-hmm. Yes and no. It was um, definitely the, the exposure that it brought me. I mean, before Wicked, I don't. Uh, a lot of people didn't know who I was. Um, I had I got an amazing, amazing fan base from Wicked, which was just crazy because. Like now, the fact that I'm like, oh, I actually, I, I have fans. How am I? How am I that interesting? Or what? What? How am I doing to be anybody that actually like warrants um, like a group of people that keep track of me and want to see me and anything and everything I do? And it's amazing because it's so it's it's a it's a shift, right? <laughs> that you kind of that you're like, whoa, this is what? How did this happen? I used to be the fan of you know, the people that I looked up to and that I wanted to emulate. And now I'm a person that would have a fan like this. Wow, it's just weird. Um, so without Wicked, that, I mean, maybe it, eventually it would have happened. I would like to think of something else. But it definitely kind of catapults you into into the heart of like, oh, oh, you, oh, wow, you can sing and you can act and you can, you know, carry a show and like, it's not. It's probably one of the hardest female roles, and you can actually do that. And you've been doing it for a while, and you do it well, and you do your own version of it. So it it, it opened the door to me to like casting directors and directors, and people just in theater and writers and composers that I don't think would have ever known who I was. Right. Um. Yeah. I think I now forgot what the actual question was. But was it <laughs> was it hard finding work? In between. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it was hard because I wanted to do other things, very different things, and it's hard to show that you do stuff, do other things. Right. But, like, I, I was like, I also can do, like, legit musical theater. I can do traditional musical theater. Um, and... So, yeah, it's definitely, and also the, just the bar is raised, so as far as, like, the audition world, all of a sudden I was auditioning with a completely different caliber of talent, which is incredible to be considered in that group of, of you know, brilliant actresses. Right. And it's also, like, a little bit of a heavy hitter. So there was a lot of, a lot of things that... I was also going after some really big, some big projects, and you know, I'm like, well, of course they're going to hire the Tony-nominated person, so <laughs> right, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, but yeah, but it was nice, and it was also uh, like good seats because I, I've worked there a few times. There, it's a really wonderful theater, and I have, I think, a really lovely relationship with them, and. They, I got to do Carousel there and play Julie Jordan, which was a role, you know, very, very different in every sense from the world of Wicked. So they gave me a chance to work on my more traditional, legit stuff of, right. of the musical theater world. So that was, that was nice to have, you know, a theater that trusts you and is like, yeah. Let's let's have you do this show that nobody's really ever heard you sing like this. So, <laughs> yeah, we have great video. 
That's so cool. So now talking about polls that you won that I don't know if you remember. I'm doing a little (laughs) history here. I heard that in 2010, you won an online poll for favorite alphabet and personality of the year. Did you know that? Oh, I, I think I knew I won a poll for favorite alphabet. I didn't know it was personality of the year. That's really sweet. You have two. Oh, that's nice. And then the next year, you won another very interesting award, which I think was a hilarious finding. But I'm going to let you speak to it and see what you think. So in 2011, you won another online poll for Broadway's Hottest Girl. That's hilarious. What are your... Girl, oh my God. What are your thoughts? That's crazy. Um, very flattered <laughs> by that. Um, I don't know. I mean, that was, you know, five years ago. So maybe I was really hot then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You kill me. What is the hardest lesson you've learned while you were on Broadway? Oh, well, I was... Uh, while I was on Broadway? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, that's a deep question. Um, let me think. What is the hardest one? Um, I, you know what I think? I think the hardest, the hardest lesson is that the <laughs> it's learning how to manage the, the extremes of highs and lows of what we do. There are times when you're you know, you're on the Broadway stage and, I mean, I'm living, literally living the dream that I've had since I was a little girl and I realized that, there, that like, Broadway was a thing and that mm-hmm. you could actually, you know, do that for a living and do it on, do it in, a, in, a, in a, like, a little block radius where there's dozens and dozens of shows happening all at the same time and just, like, anyway, so that, so... Knowing that you're living the dream, like in the moment, and doing some amazing stuff for uh, for a thousand people, and they are screaming and cheering, and then um, you know a month later you might be <laughs> you're just, you're really tired, and maybe you're you know the show's done, or you're out of the show, or you're doing something else, and you're back to pounding the pavement, trying to get the next job, and being told no a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, you easily forget the... You easily lose sight of how... Uh, just just the, ama- you know, the amazing moment that you had not that long ago. Right. And, like, you had reached the point where, like, you were... where you had it all, and then all of a sudden you're like... And now I'm back to trying to get a job that's hustling and it's cold and it's like my feet are tired and I don't want to sing any songs anymore and <laughs> I'm tired of being told no, no, no. It's, it's, that's the hardest part. It's just it's very, a lot of highs and an equal amount of lows and trying to keep, just trying to keep going and trying to not get completely devastated and just, and to not up. That's hard. That's a hard lesson, um, you know. And I'm still, and I'm talking to uh, to fellow theater friends who have been in the business forever, who are 
you know, incredible and been nominated for many times, and they're still, they're, the struggle still happens. They're like, I'm trying to be seen for this, for like the, you know, the the mom of the lead girl in this one show, and like, I can't even get an audition. And you're like, what? How does that even happen? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot. Um, so you really have to have perseverance, and you really do have to figure out the other things in your life that make you happy right. or that when you're not on in center stage putting your heart out with thousands of people and they're just screaming and you feel like you're a fucking rock star you're like I can still be happy even when I'm just sitting on my couch watching Netflix <laughs> and there is no better place to be sometimes I'm telling you <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> who was your musical influence um, there were a lot growing up. Um, I, when I was, I loved Julie Andrews. I was obsessed with Mary Poppins growing up. And then My Fair Lady, or the soundtrack My Fair Lady, and then Sound of Music and all that stuff. And so I, I loved her. I loved her. But then I also really loved, um, I always wanted to also be like in a rock band. <laughs> I really loved um, the Beatles and Janis Joplin and the Doors and like Cat uh, Benatar and um, Led Zeppelin and I wanted to be like I wanted to be a rock star like them but then I also wanted to do theater um, and then when I discovered Audrey McDonald I loved her um, again Idina Menzel when I from Rent because when I when I discovered Rent when I was a teenager, it sort of changed the game. I was like, oh, this music sounds different from, <laughs> you know, sound of music. This is interesting. Oh, these people are singing, like, in a very different way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So you're, like, all over the board, which is great. Yeah, I'm a little schizophrenic when it comes to music, but... <laughs> What's I the, like it. It's like, I like it all. Well, I think that's what keeps everybody going is to just have so many different areas to pull from, especially musically. Yeah, yeah. What is the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, the best advice I've ever been given. Um, about anything? Yeah. I guess so. Um, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's... Uh, okay, well, this is, this is, it's all going to be theater-related. Um, I mean, definitely people who, if I, kind of like what I was saying earlier, is that you have to find things in your life that, that's separate from, from your career that, that enrich your life and bring you joy, because you need to have, that, that is the constant, because this business is so fickle. And a roller coaster. You need to find. You need something else in your life that's a constant that actually is within your control, and you know is separate from the business. Right. Um, so it can kind of be your anchor. Uh, so that I try to do that. It's it's hard. It's hard, but it's you know I've had I've had the same fella in my life for over ten years, and I have great friends and really good supportive family, and so they're all. They're nice. They're nice to help me 
be like, okay, things are cool. <laughs> it comes down to it. I have loved ones. I have, you know, I have people that love me, and I can talk about anything from the business to, you know, socks. <laughs> right. Socks. I don't even know. <laughs> so that's really good advice. And then uh, the other advice is be, be um, like, as far as uh, school and just kind of, I mean, as an actor, and I think also just as human beings, is that we're always learning, and we should always be open to learning new things and know that, you know, our education just in life right. will never really end. You should be open to it and be, like, fun and just, just, just soak it all up um, and try to be as diverse in your education with and all that stuff as much as you can. And right. your work as an artist is great because you just have more things to pull from. You just have more knowledge. You know, the more you know, the more you know, sort of thing. So, uh, so I think that's good, you know, to think that your education never really stops, even when you're out of school and you're just, and you think you're an adult. Absolutely. In your life, there's, there's still stuff to learn. I mean, <laughs> clearly also what's going on, you know, in the world today, we're all like, huh, maybe we need to do other things. Maybe we need to look at the other sides of things and educate ourselves about, you know, other other people and other parts of all in society that we don't really know much about. And then maybe we can understand a little bit more and then maybe we can all get along a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be so the perfect world right there. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That's so true though. I think it, you know, with what's just been happening in the country, it's just so interesting to hear everybody's take on how to make things better with the situation that we've been given, regardless of who yeah. you voted for, or who, you know, came out in the end, you just got to figure out how to get through it. Yeah. Cause we're here. And it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, if what I've been fighting so hard for isn't really making progress, maybe I can do something else. Maybe I need to look for another angle. Right. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I know. It's, it's a crazy world right now. It is. <laughs> and only getting crazier. I know. I know. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to think that things I'm like there has to be some there's got to be some good stuff around the corner I'm sure there is you know I mean I sure hope so yeah and it's not you know it's the time it's the time to try to maybe create it for ourselves you know we gotta take one step at a time and as long as each step feels like some sort of progress to you in a direction that you think is right or that you feel is right then you know that's all you really can do and one step at a time. Right, exactly. What is the biggest do not do in this industry that you found to be true? Oh, um, do not, do not be mean to people. Mm-hmm. Do not be rude. Do not be hurtful. Um, because, because there's, I mean, there's a lot of wild egos, a lot of, crazy personalities, um, or maybe not crazy personalities, well, there are some crazy personalities, but, you know, it's like, it's a whole spectrum of people and personalities and emotions, and when it comes down to it, people want to work with 
others that they enjoy working with. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants to have a positive working environment. So if you go and piss people off, if you go off, if you're just, if you're mean and rude and disrespectful, uh, even no matter how brilliant you are, eventually it'll catch up to you and people won't want to work with you. Right. And people, you know, like people, like casting people will be like, I know she's amazing. I know he is like, so brilliant and so intense that he is, that they are so annoying to deal with. I don't even want to bring them in the room, and, you know. And then you you close opportunities off slowly and or quickly, depending on what it is. And there's just no need for that. You know, it's like we're all trying to create something, and it's all we're all trying to tell some story in in an artistic, collaborative way, and so. Make it be as positive and as pleasant as you can because that's it's just it's so important. Be respectful and be be kind. So yeah, so don't yeah, don't piss people off. <laughs> fair point, fair point. <laughs> Is there somebody you're dying to work with that you haven't worked with yet? Ooh, um, uh, I mean, there's, boy, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of people. There's, there's friends, friends of mine that I've never done a show with, like, um, <laughs> uh, like, Annalie Ashford. I love that girl so much. Um, we've never, we've never worked together. We've, like, we've known each other for a while and have, a lot of friends that our paths never crossed and I everything I see her in over the last couple of years she just blows my freaking mind and I would love to actually do a show with her I would love to be in the rehearsal room and create stuff with her she that would is, be amazing she is funny um, as all get out yeah right she is she just boggles my mind <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> so funny. Possible way, yeah, yeah. Love her, love her. Um, who else? Uh, Jonathan Groff. I I know him kind of for a while, and he also is one that he always surprises me. He he can be he is so sweet and funny, and that yet he can be very dark and very kind of weirdly twisted in a, in a way with certain <laughs> characters and you're like whoa I didn't expect that did not see that coming that I know yeah oh actually I did work with him once we did a TV show together we did like like a one episode oh I forgot about that <laughs> we played brother and sister on uh, The Good Wife that, that, I'd like to do like a real show with him yeah that's so funny what if you could go back and do something over again, whether it be because you enjoyed it so much or you wish you could do it differently because you're at a different spot in life now, what would it be? Like show related, like theater related? Um, it can be theater related. It can be a part of your career. It can be a part of your life. It, whatever you want it to be. If there's a memory that sticks mm-hmm. out. Okay, let's see. Um, 
I mean, there's a lot of auditions I wish I could go back and fix. Um, I think, honestly, I'm going to do a pause. I wish, if I could go back, I would do, I did this show called The Blue Flower. Um, it was a very, it's, it's one of my favorite shows that I've done because it was so different from anything else, anything I've ever seen or heard. Uh, and the music is so beautiful and so specific. And it is, we did it, uh, the first production that I did of it was at ART in Boston. And I loved that experience. And I would go back and do that over and over again. Because we just had such a great time creating the show. Um, and we were in Boston over the holidays. It got like super snowy. We had a great time when we were doing the show. We had a great time outside of the show. Uh, it was felt like it was, we felt like we were really, or I felt like I was being very, very artistic the whole time um, with with the creators of the show and with my actors and and friends who came to visit us while we were there. It was just a really, really, really lovely time. And I feel like that show we did. We could do over and over again, and it'll always be slightly different and slightly interesting. And yeah. That's so cool. I'm so glad that you've had such great experiences with your career. I think that's really awesome to have. Yeah, oh, me, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm, 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 yeah. You know, I'd rather dwell on the positive thing. I mean, I've, I've been very lucky. I've had really good experiences. And I think because... I do enjoy working, and I, I, with a lot of the shows that I do, cast, we really come together, and, you know, you, like, you create your show family, and a lot of shows are like that, but not every show is like that, and right. I've been very blessed to have wonderful companies of people to work with, so we always have a really good time, um, and I always choose to have a really good time, because otherwise, you know, we're just, we're just playing, we're literally playing for a living. So right. <laughs> it should be fun. Now, because I'm a snot, I'm totally going to ask, do you have any horror stories from auditions that you've been to? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> I remember there was, there was one. This is going to sound so weird. I, I was auditioning for, what was it? Oh, I was auditioning for the last, their last revival was Evita, or the, um, the, like, the Ava alternate, and, and I was working so hard, and it was one of those roles that I was like, I got this, this is totally, yeah, I totally got this, um, and I remember the day I had to go to a, a dance call for it, because, you know, Ava does some dancing. Uh, and it's been a while since I've had the really dance calls, and I used to dance more, and I would love to dance more, but it's been a while, so I always say I'm a, I'm a very strong mover. <laughs> um, as you say, I'm a very strong mover. But uh, I, was, I was doing a show at the time. Oh, I think I was doing Wicked at the time. And I literally had um, the morning of my, of my dance call back, I had to go to the basically like the urgent care because I had I had a I had a really bad pain. It was basically I was out of wicked. I was I didn't do the show the night before, 
weight because I had this really, really bad pain. And I basically <laughs> got on some meds, some, like, painkiller meds to try to help. And oh, I go through my like final, I go to my final dance call slash, I think it was also my final callback for the Vita thing. And I was so ill from these, from these pain meds, I literally thought I was going to pass out, faint, or throw up the whole dance audition. I was, I literally was like, am I falling over? Am I spinning? I don't know what's happening. I was like, I don't know which way is up in the room. <laughs> a disaster and I couldn't even like ride the train home because I would get so nauseous I had to like oh it was it was such a disaster and I was like well there goes that there goes that that gig oh no I know it was just oh well it's so bad it's so <laughs> weird and that's the stuff that happens happens you're like all of a sudden you're like, why can't I, wow, okay, I'm in a lot of pain and I still have to go and do the fucking audition. Yeah. Oh, great. I know. No. I have no idea. I wish I, I wish there was a video that only I could see just so I could see, and while it was happening, I thought I was, I was playing it off really well. I was like, I'm hiding this so well. I am so good at like keeping it down and my bed is probably just all over. I bet I was a disaster. I bet they were looking at me being like, oh God, this girl. Oh, this poor girl. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't you hate that, though? Like, you feel like you're doing a really good job, and then you're, like, of hiding whatever just happened, and you're not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I did it. I was working in retail. I was working at Target one time, and I, of course, as most of us do when we get out of work, I walked out of the door, and I was texting. And I was going to my car, and I didn't realize there was one of those gigantic cement light poles, and into it I went... <laughs> And I was by myself. It was, like, after work. So I was, like, obviously nobody saw me because it's after work and whatever. But I forgot that there are security cameras on the whole parking lot. So the next day I came into work and they're, like, how's your head? And I was, like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? And they're, like, come into the security office so we can show you the playback. And as much as I thought I was being cool about hitting my head really hard, I was not. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just hope I don't become famous and then it gets sent to TMZ because that would be embarrassing. That would be am- that would be amazing. Would it though? Be like <laughs> whatever. It's not funny. That's when they'll be like stars. They're just like us. They run into cement things. That's so true. That's true. <laughs> I have another two-parter <laughs> listener question for you. Okay. Elizabeth would like to know if you have any uh, vocal care techniques. Oh, vocal care techniques. Yeah, I do. Um, okay, first, first and foremost, I, um, I water and sleep is, are your best friends. Um, stay super duper hydrated uh, because, as I have learned, your your like your vocal cords fold. They're very they they like they like a lot of moisture and liquid and and so. Stay super hydrated. Um, and if you're like me and you are addicted to coffee and also really enjoy wine slash whiskey slash beer, you need to <laughs> overly hydrate to counteract all those things. So those things are, I should not be drinking any of those things, but 
I have to have some vices in my life. I'm with you. So those are them. Uh, so I, yeah, so drink tons and tons and tons of water or any sort of hydrating thing. I mean, I just love playing with water. Um, and sleep. And it's just, it's rest. If you're, I've, I've learned the hard way. If my voice is tired, I just need to shut up. I need to stop talking to people. <laughs> um, if like if I'm doing if I'm doing a show or if I'm doing something that uh, you know I've been doing Alpha for so long, I definitely have had periods where I was on complete vocal rest and I wasn't doing the show. So I had a dry erase board with me or like little notebooks, and I would have conversations with my friends while we were out. I would be silent, but we would be having conversations on my my dry erase board or on my notebook. That's awesome, um, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> I would personally just do it just to be rude. Yeah, I mean that's that's the other thing. It also is very interesting being on being on vocal rest and trying to do your day to day stuff right. out in the world, like trying to go to a store or a place to get food or drinks or buy groceries and. They try to talk to you, and you, it's just so interesting to see how people react when you don't talk to them. Right. And, they, you know, they'll, they'll either talk quieter or think that they shouldn't talk. It's very interesting. They always think that I'm that, I, that I'm deaf, and I'm like, no, no, I can hear you. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's, it's, it's a very interesting, like, study in, uh, in social, uh, like, interactions right. on vocal rest. It's so interesting. That's um, so funny. Yeah, I think. Oh, and then other vocal stuff is I, I always I always warm up. I always do some sort of vocal warm up um, before any time I have to sing. No matter how easy songs are, no matter like how little or big the thing is, I will always do some sort of vocal warm up and a little and a physical warm up with it, like just a little bit of like stretching and breathing because. I think that, you know, it's just, you got to keep it warm and flowing and all that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And then her second part to her question is, how alike or different are the theater scenes on the East Coast versus the West Coast? Oh. Well, they're very different. Unfortunately, the West Coast doesn't... The West Coast just is, doesn't have as much as the East Coast does. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't. It they have good theaters. It's just so limited, right? Um, on the West Coast, and you know, just because of because of Hollywood and all of that, it's just it's, uh, their money and focus is just going elsewhere. Where on the East Coast, I mean, you know, Chicago, Broadway, DC, Broadway, uh, New York, uh, Washington DC, Philly has some theater. Like there's. The whole East Coast, well, I guess Chicago sort of Midwest, but, you know, the eastern half of the state, just, they, theater has been, you know, it's, the theater sort of, it lives here. Right. Lives here, so it's, there's a lot going on, um, and there's a lot more theaters, a lot more, there's just a lot more theaters. And unfortunately, on the West Coast, there's there's not as much. Right. And there used to be more, but I think just 
money goes elsewhere, um, which sucks because, like, I love San Francisco so much, and they there is a theater scene there, but I wish it was stronger because, man, I would live there in a heartbeat. I would choose San Francisco over New York if they had better theater. Really? They don't. That's so interesting. Yeah. I love New York. I just, I'm a California girl, so. so. I hear you. So, I, this has been so fun and so funny all at the same time. But now I would like to have our listeners get to know you a little bit. And so I want to ask you some rapid fire questions about the Teal Wicks. Okay. All right, here we go. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Mm hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh my God, I I'm not good with the, the, the rapid fire. Um, I would say Forrest Gump or Daisy Confused or Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind. Yes. Favorite TV show? TV show? Yep. Um, uh, that's another one. Uh, uh, Mad Men slash Breaking Bad. Yes. Favorite color? Favorite color? Um, green. Favorite candy? Ooh, candy. Um, a recent. Oh my god, chocolate and peanut butter. Favorite, let's see, favorite pre-show meal? Pre-show meal? Yep. Ooh, um, um, God, I don't know, it varies. Uh, maybe like a little bit of sushi? Okay. Favorite post-show meal? Ooh, um, uh, <laughs> something bready and cheesy with like beer or wine. Yes. Um, let's see. Favorite show currently running on Broadway? Ooh, currently running on Broadway. Um, let's see. What is, what is happening? I, there's a lot that I haven't seen. Uh, well, I mean, like Hamilton is amazing. It's Hamilton, so it's amazing. (laughs) Um, but I do have to say, I was so surprised at how much I loved Matilda. Mm-hmm. That, and I know it's, it's still missing, right? I mean, it's about to close. But yep. I think Matilda is very special. That's cool. Favorite cast recording? Oh, favorite cast recording. Um, uh, oh, uh, Andy Lippin's The Wild Party. Ooh, look at you go. <laughs> um, favorite... Old school Broadway show from 1990 or before? Oh, favorite old school Broadway show. Um, it will have to be, it's somewhere between, okay, it's either West Side Story or Sweeney Todd. Okay. Favorite guilty pleasure snack? Oh, guilty pleasure snack? Um, uh, at chips and guacamole, salsa, nachos, nachos. Mm. <laughs> Favorite guilty pleasure TV show? Guilty pleasure TV show? Yep. Oh, um, 
Oh my god, what do I what do I watch? What do I watch? I still uh um America's Next Top Model. Okay. Favorite holiday. Favorite holiday. I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Favorite season. Favorite season? Yep. Uh fall. Fall, autumn. Favorite vacation spot. Playlist, but you're not telling me, and it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. 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 I
Could you imagine? No, I really don't. I really like, um, like, uh, like R R R and B and soul from the fifties and sixties. Okay. I like listening to that a lot before shows. I don't know why. It's just oh, he's really good singing. Maybe I don't know. They were deep <laughs> songs then too. Deep, deep songs. They were deep songs at that point, too, which were really cool. Yeah, exactly. That's too funny. Well, would you like to leave a guest, or would you like to leave a guest? Sure, if you want to. Would you like to leave a question for our next guest? Yes. Um, Does it help if I know who the guest is? It It does not. It's fun to be anonymous. It's fun to be anonymous, and I love it. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's see. Let's see. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, um, now I'm thinking about a show, like what, what you do in a show. What, how do you like to spend your intermission? <laughs> One of the, I, that, I, that's a brilliant, that that's a great, no, it's a great question. I'm just thinking of, and I don't, I don't think this person is our next guest, but who knows, is Leslie Kritzer. I feel like there's no question. We all know what she likes to do during intermission, and she has the most hilarious intermission videos. She does. You should tell her that I asked her that. It's after she remembers anything that we did, we did a show together. I'm trying to think about intermission was always, always pretty funny. That's hilarious. Teal, it has been so much fun and getting to know you has been a blast and I hope to, you're at 54 Below all the time, so I hope that I will get to catch a show of yours <laughs> and if you, you know, ever need me I'm here to play the piano for you any time of the day or week so just oh, putting that out there thank you you know, thank, thank you. you, and I can play a mean you're wicked welcome. I promise oh, oh I believe it <laughs> well it's funny, I did a I did a concert not too long ago with um, Carrie Metalakis, and we were out in Philly. And, you know, over the years, you kind of just get lazy with how you play Wicked. And I'd never played for an alphabet before. Like, all of my friends are alphabets in my head, but I've never played for an alphabet. (laughs) And so I started to play, and she's singing and singing and singing. And she goes, we've got to stop. And it was like a whole band and whatever. And this is not a bad story about her. She's very funny and lovely, and I grew up with her. But she was like, we have to stop for a second. And I was like, "Okay." okay. And she comes over to the piano, and she goes who taught you how to play this song? And I was like, I mean, the cast recording myself. And she goes, well, there's parts that, and I'm not trying to be mean, but there's like parts that because I played it, I have to hear or I can't sing the song. And I was like, oh, okay. So we had, it was so cool. It was one of the coolest things ever. I feel like if it was, you know, a friend telling me this, it would be a whole different conversation. But she just schooled me on Stephen Schwartz in maybe 20 minutes, which was, I think, the best piano lesson I've had in 10 years, truly. So I'm I'm ready for you. If you need me, I'm here. All right. <laughs> Are you on Twitter? Uh, I am. What is your Twitter handle? What is your Instagram handle? Tell us everything. Oh, great. Okay. Well, I've sort of been quiet. Well, I've been sort of sticking off of Twitter for a little bit. I don't know why. I got I got I got a little angry. Not angry. I just got a little like bleh, after all of the election stuff. I was like, I gotta take a break. But on Twitter, I'm just 
Teal Wick, just my name. Um, I'm new on Snapchat and I'm obsessed with it. It's so silly. Ooh, it's crazy. Um, and then I'm, I'm Teal Wick on Snapchat. And then on Instagram, um, I do have Teal Wick is one account, but the account that I use the most is I'll be like, get a pencil and pen, everybody. It's green winged tea. So green as in G-R-E-E-N, winged as in W-I-N-G-E-D, tea. It stands for green winged tea was um, named after a teal duck. <laughs> and the ducks are all, there's like green winged teals and blue winged teals and brown winged teals. And so that's me. Now, serious question. Is Teal your equity name or is that your birth name? Oh, that's my birth name. That's, that's so name. cool. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah, obsessed I'm with it. Parents. I'm not going to lie yeah, about it. Nice. I'm quite obsessed. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Me too. I, I like it too. It is one of a kind. What I would have done if my name was, you know, like Aaron. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Aaron's an amazing name. That's a great name. I know lots of good Aaron's, but, you know, if you, I was like Sarah or Nicole, I don't know. I might have done something else with my life. You would still be a teal. <laughs> That's so fun. Well, thank you so much for your time and your stories and your laughter. It's been so much fun, and I truly do hope to. Um, work with you at some point and I hope to come see you at 54 or the next show that you do I will be yeah. there and I'll be bringing the flowers and all my listeners I'm just kidding I have no idea I don't Love it. I don't have a posse <laughs> so who knows but I will definitely be there and I will keep our uh, triple threats and beyond listeners um, into what you're doing and I appreciate you thank you so much it's been so much fun Aww, thank you Rose. you're welcome I'll talk to you soon all right, sounds good. Bye. Bye.